Welcome to Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Liz. And this week we're going to talk about Season 7, Episode 15. We've got some special guests in the background with me today. i got my dogs being real loud. They, Sorry. Yeah. No, I don't think you should apologize for that. They are doing commentary. You have extra commentary by Faith and Albus who have thoughts about the shit bag of an episode. I mean, I, I think if you've watched this episode, you understand why I want my dogs near me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not letting them out of our... Now they left. They're like, oh no, now we saw this leave. episode. No, they're like, fuck you. Or they're also uh, like, they don't want to talk about this episode either. But Yeah, probably. We've got some interesting things. Please don't, like, run away. Like, yeah, we're just not going to shit talk the whole episode. I, I, I promise. Yeah, don't skip it just because. So, yeah. What have you been up to? I don't even know anymore. Uh, I think, I, I believe I went to New York last week. I'm not I sure. I feel like that happened, but pretty sure it was one of those up and back type things, which is never fun. But I did get my, I did get a corset, which will likely be part of my Halloween outfit. Mm. Well, the thing is, is like, it's a real corset. And so it's, you can't like really do it by yourself. Like you can, but it's not so Halloween is a weekday, so I don't know if I'm going to have anybody over, like, but I, I'm going for a pirate theme, and okay. so uh, this is, but it's a super awesome, like, I went to the store, it's called Gothic Renaissance, and it's next to a Halloween's, I forgot, damn it, I forgot, their sister store, but they have been there forever, and they just have, you know, real fucking corsets, real Halloween stuff. And the chick who was checking me out, it was just the most adorable girl. And both of us are like, I think, I feel like I know you, but it was like, where? And, and I was just like, were you around like New York at like, you know, like 10 years ago at like some of the gothier stuff? And she was like, yes, but I was a baby bat. <gasps> so uh, I don't know. I, I may have seen this girl before, but she was very helpful. And she was like, wow, it's, she's like, I feel like you're a woman who knows the size of her corset. And then I was like trying on, you know, trying this piece on. She was like, you, you nailed this. Not many people do that. Like right the first time I'm like, pretty sure I can pick out the corsets with me. So I'm very excited. It's gorgeous. It's, it's black and brocade. And, and then also the rest of the time I have been working on my skeleton army. That may yeah. be part of, uh, I was like, this maybe Diana just has to get gets put to work like attaching weapons to tiny skeletons. I don't know because <sighs> we get to see each other tomorrow, and I'm very excited. So that's the other thing it's I've been doing. Is the, but During your army of your army skeleton army of animals. Well, I mean, you know, th this timeline. If you go, I would like to find some tiny weapons to attach with my skeleton army. Amazon will overnight that shit. So I've got a ton of like little swords and like little like, so like the little knives are actually really sharp. Like I was using them to open packages. <laughs> and I, I thought about like, I it was. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know. Cause I thought about, oh, maybe I can do something Halloween -y for like, you know, like, like trick or treaters. But I was like, no, these are too dangerous and children parents would hate me. <laughs> so, oh, anyways, man. and what about you? Um, what have I been doing? I, uh, I feel like I've been really busy. Oh, I went to the fair state fair of Texas again, because that's really important. 
Uh, I love going to the State Fair of Texas. I know I mentioned it. I enjoy it. I had another corn dog, and I had a fried s'more, which was bomb, and fried charcuterie. And I didn't like eat all of this all by myself. To be clear, I shared with people. And then the it, I wouldn't be southern judging roll. you if you did. Well, the fried su- southern roll or something, and it was uh, collard greens, smoked turkey, and gouda. Oh, that sounds so good. Oh, it was really great. good. Yeah, really good. And then, uh, and then the fried cacio de pepe from Italy. So that was all good. And then I've been working on my disco ball wreath project. And um, other than that, I uh, went and saw an amazing concert because you know I went to a concert. And I went and saw Amigo the Devil, um, uh, and he was fucking amazing, uh, as as expected. Uh, again. And I'm very happy I got to go see him again. He was playing somewhere. Maybe it was in Austin or so. I saw like he was playing somewhere like two days yeah. like after like I was somewhere. I was just like, ah. I was like, oh, it's Diana's band that she likes. I, I I adore. And he was really good. And it was a good show. And I'm happy about it. Yeah. But, you know, that's what I got. But I went out on a school night for that. So I'm very tired. Bad, bad girl. You bad girl. Yeah. How dare you? But I'm very excited to come get to see Liz in person. I don't think, I think it's been like longer than it's been in years since we've seen each other. In yeah, person. yeah. We just had a lot of shit going on. And I live farther yeah. away now. So that happens. Well, I haven't been down that way at all. So there we go. But yeah, so that's, that's all I got here. <sighs> very cool. So prepping like, for Halloween, both of us apparently. Yeah, as you do. Um, I mean, I'm not saying the skeleton army with the tiny weapons are for Halloween, because I'm pretty sure their lives will be extended much, much past this holiday. Oh, I have no doubt. I figured as much. So I'm also just like fucking with my hair because it was coming close to a side ponytail, but Uh it's not. uh, So anyways, y'all can't see me fucking with my hair. So let's talk about Repo Man. So Repo Man was an amazing movie with. Yeah, I was very excited about this. <laughs> and it also it's like full of this episode's full of lies. It's full Go of ahead. lies. Like it was like, oh, there's there's no there's none of the Estevas family in here. There's no nothing in a suitcase. There's like what what does this have to do with Repo Man? But it nothing. 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 And uh, it was first aired February 17th, 2012. It was directed by Thomas J. Wright. And this was the first time we we have seen him direct anything for Supernatural. There are many more episodes to come. But I will say he was the second unit director on Howard the Duck, Beverly Hills Cop, and the original Final Destination. His TV credits include Castle, Smallville, One Tree Hill, Firefly, which he won a Hugo Award for that. He created all the paintings for Rod Serling's horror anthology, Night Gallery. So, like, those, like, 69 to 73. Like, they're all, like, super cool horror shit. And also, he was the, I think he was the actual director, although he may have been the unit director, but uh, he was on the credits for the whole, I think it was director, and say it now but for the hulk hogan film no holds barred i know right is that crazy that's crazy uh, yeah and it was written by ben edlin so i feel like ben edlin's the one we're gonna hate hate on the most for his choices Agreed. you made some choices made in this episode ben choices. and i don't think you had to make those choices no unnecessary unnecessary 
So yeah, so our, we kick off with our recap and it's got, you know, we're getting reminded about like where this whole shit went awry. We've got hints of Lilith. We've got death. We've got death building the wall in Sam's mind. We got fucking Lucifer. So we all know that now they have not like this. Well, we all know you can deduce at this from the intro that they've been ignoring the, the Sam cuckoo bird situation. I mean that in an endearing, nice way, not in a hurtful way that we've been kind of ignoring it. Now they're going to fucking address it. I guess. Or like that it's becoming worse. Like we don't, we don't, I don't know. Or at least they're going to acknowledge it. We haven't even seen like, we a haven't seen this at all. Sam has episodes. been fine in dandy. Like nothing mm -hmm. has been like, we haven't seen Hallucifer at all. But so we're not even starting now though. But so nope. we're going back in time. I guess what the fuck is up with this season and their flashbacks? I don't know. Really into that. Yeah. But so now we're flashing back again to four years ago this time. At a cabin. And a woman knocks on the door of the cabin and Sam answers. And we find out her name is Ms. Havelock. And she just wants to see for herself as Dean is torturing a demon. Yep. So uh, Miss Havelock, though, is introduced as the Wicked Bitch of the West. And I am pretty sure that is on a lot of t-shirts. Yeah. I like it. And uh, she basically helped them catch this demon. There's already a dead body in there. But now, like, Dean's going to torture this demon um, to to find out about Lilith. Because this is flashing back to before they figured that whole shit out. So uh, we find out that the, the demon's like, oh, you want to meet the host? And it's Jeffrey the mailman. And you feel real bad because Jeffrey's like, oh, I'm just a poor mailman. But if you need to hurt me to kill this demon, go for it because I'm a good guy. Mm-hmm. That's, what, yeah, that's like, what Jeffrey says. Yeah, he, Jeffrey says that. Guy. And then Dean beats him a bunch of shit, including like a metal hammer. And Diana's like, that's so mean. And I'm like, just a metal hammer? You want to beat him with something else? I, I will come well, beat you. Don't with get me wrong. My perspective has changed. I know your perspective has changed. So now that you know this, you're like, oh, only that tiny. That metal hammer was very <laughs> tiny. Also, that was a very <laughs> weird instrument. Where the why do you have that? It was like the thing like a doctor would use to like get reflexes. <laughs> not not your nor normal tortured hammer. Well, what like what <laughs> what toolkit did you have this in Dean Winchester? Like I don't understand. Do you have a torture go bag? Like where did this come from? Anyways, so they exorcise him after he tells them that they can find Merrick in New Orleans. Yeah, so Merrick's in New Orleans. I get really excited because I think we're gonna get a New Orleans episode. Do I? No, I don't get a fucking New Orleans episode. I get them dropping off poor beat up exercised host like he had inherited jeffrey like they at were the er and they like were shooting up and he od'd and they were like dropping their friend off at the er being like man we don't want to get caught here like yeah he's fine, like man and he's like you know hey by the way you'll be you know just don't uh don't yeah. don't don't tell and, what actually happened because they will think you're fucking yeah, insane. Yeah, and so I think we're starting to see here also is this theme of you do not do aftercare for your possession victims, and I think you really need to start incorporating this into I mean, your hunting plan. I asked plan. about that earlier. Yes, I like, know we're man, just you'd be traumatized. Like, we, I think there needs Ugh. to be some aftercare. Like maybe y'all should have some psychiatrists set up, like some other things, and we'll get further into this later. But the have first part should at sessions. least be like. Here is the things you can tell the doctor at this hospital that we're dropping off, dropping you off at after we nearly killed you. 
here's my number if you need if you have a question after the fact since you can't talk about this to anybody else like anything anything bye instead of just like (laughs) have fun sorry we traumatized you and you ruined your life hope you don't die okay so we go back to ohio uh idaho sorry not ohio whatever y'all are the same so we go to idaho in the present (laughs) back to the present and sam and dean go into a really gross motel room yeah it's, it's it's not a good motel this time it's funky no no and frank calls and dean's real fired up actually but... it looks like the schools like the public schools i was at in the 80s so like that weird painted not cinder block but kind of like cinder block yeah big block. Yeah, yeah it, it looks really like gross. like elementary schools in the in the 1980s yeah it does and but while dean's on the phone with frank getting real annoyed that frank's not finding more info on roman we've got uh lucifer is talking to sam openly now like i mean and we've kind of like seen a hint of lucifer a couple of recently but not that much of him so he's just talking i'm sorry diana and... it is ha lucifer ha lucifer h-e-l-l ha lucifer thank you so sam's like pushing on his hand to make lucifer disappear and it works he gives so himself he a hand that, job and hand. lucifer disappears <laughs> so they're anyways so they're <laughs> sorry did i throw Dean you off with that was my spot you did you did so dean's yeah. dean's so annoyed they've, got, they've infiltrated got... the boat industry that is the important thing we learn here the boat industry and and i believe at one point dean tells frank uh to call kanye he does and i wasn't quite sure i almost thought, like i almost rabbit hole to be like where was con where was kanye at in his crazy like there is a, like where the timeline of Kanye crazy was this. I mean, I'm not going to comment. Uh, so hey, there there's just way, very so, things like and we could use this as a calendar. Oh my gosh! <sighs> so tickets off the phone though, and they have files, and they're looking at these ritual mutilations and the similarities between all these victims, and they're like, motherfucker, this mo matches that demon from four years ago. Shit. So they've got to find out if this demon came back or not. This because this is weird. Because the demon shouldn't have come back because he gave up, gave up secrets and so he should be locked up in hell. But they go to bed with the police scanner on it, wakes him up in the middle of the night with another victim. And so they Yeah, and at first I'm like, shut up and give me scene. that bedding. And then I we see it closer later. And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh no, I don't I, want I it. I know. Because at first I thought Same. it was like lime green, like cool black leopard print. But then yeah. up close you see that it's a little poofy things that would get stuck yeah. in your face and you would wake up with the pox all over you. So yeah. Yeah. They go to the scene. So they get to the So they go to the crime scene in a uh parking garage and the detective recognizes them and calls them the drummer boys because they called themselves Agent Bonham and, and Watts before. But Lucifer is there kicking it too. So now we're getting a whole lot of Lu- Lucifer. Oh, Lucifer. And so we're starting to get some interesting perspectives on this, though, right? Because Sam can't remember the detectives' names, but Lucifer mm-hmm. does. So mm-hmm. that is starting to be like, what? What's happening here? And this is where I really start fucking hating it because now it starts fucking with my head. Is this like in his head? Really? Is it a hallucination, or is he creating it, or is he inhabited by? I don't it's know. It's worse than time but travel. Yes. It is. Uh, so. They find sulfur on the car, so now they're like, well, fuck, it's definitely demons, so let's go see Nora Havelock. Let's go see our bitchiest Wiccan. 
and they go to her place of business, which is an office of, and slash her fulfillment location, I guess, for Wiccansweb.com. And she has expanded into the online business and Wiccansweb.com is owned by Warner Brothers. And it will just do a site redirect. And I tried to archive.org it or like to go see like where it was originally, yeah. but I think it was just always a redirect. Oh, well, anyway, she's got devil's trap, a freshly painted devil's trap on her floor uh, to protect herself. And she's been translating some old banishments because she was in over her head before. Um, and, uh, she's like, yeah, and by the way, your number's not working anymore. And they're like, oh yeah, we've got technical issues. And then Dean gets clever monster problems. Really? Ha, 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 ha. I thought I got, yep. anyways, so she's like, I'm gonna leave town unless you, by the way, have you looked, have you looked up Jeffrey? And Dean doesn't remember who Jeffrey is. And he doesn't remember the man the demon was in. The fuck? Like, I'm sorry. This is a little bit. It's a little unbelievable. It's a little unbelievable. I, I would think that he would remember. The guy you almost beat to death and dumped out of your car at the hospital. Or, you know, as you were going through here, like, as you're, you're going reviewing your notes. Right. Demon in you know, was inside of X. Right. You yeah. think you'd have something. Okay. So, but they cut from here to a group therapy session and somebody is very mad. They can't get skin and max in the, in the halfway house. Yeah. And so we're at a halfway house and Jeffrey's there. So now you feel even worse because you're like, man, poor Jeffrey got real fucked up mentally by this whole thing. This is so sad. Like I'd be fucked up if I was possessed by a demon and did a bunch of horrible shit. So I get it. And this is all sad. And then we find out the good news is that he's been very responsible and he gets to go adopt a doggo from the shelter. Mm -hmm. Jeffrey's getting mm -hmm. a dog. And he goes and gets a dog and doggo has its cone of shame. And it's a cute little doggo. Mm -hmm. And then, and then though he hears, so hold on, this is not believable. Here's a noise. This guy is super traumatized. Just got a brand new dog. Here's a noise in the alley and goes to investigate it. That does not seem like the right action. Well, also Sam and Dean coming at him with a knife to his throat. Also, perhaps not the right action. Just well, they thought he was possessed by the same demon. But that was how they checked. Was I don't know. I don't know. This just all seems wrong. It's whatever. It's all, it's all weird. Whatever. So they go. Oh my, and my notes. My notes right here literally say, "Poor Jeffrey." Oh, that's the worst, the worst. And they go to Jeff's place, all of them, including her Lucifer, until Sam gives him a hand job and he says, don't bother. My, and he glitches away. I like my note. It says Lucifer chilling. Because <laughs> he was chilling. He was. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, so De Dean has to tell Jeffrey that, by the way, the demon might be back. Jeffrey's all upset. There's three more women murdered. And, no. uh, and then Jeffrey's like, wait, what was the victim's name? The last victim's name. And he's like, what? Her name was Anna. Why? He's like, oh, because there was a list that he would repeat over and over again. And he had it memorized. And, it's, and he shares the name. It's Marjorie Willis. And they're like, oh, shit. That must be the next fucking victim. But Dean doesn't understand this because demons don't do this serial killer shit. Which I think right. is a very interesting point of kind of the mythos, right? That like demons, right. at least right here that we know, like that's unusual for them. It's an anomaly. Yeah. It's not normal behavior. 
it, yeah, they don't they don't have like a hit list of people like that. They may have like a mission, and then other than that, they just kill it discriminately. So, anyways, uh, and uh, but he like tried to play it off like, oh yeah, he said it was his job. So, anyways, uh, they're like, they, Alan, the leader of the uh, halfway house, knocks on the door and is checking in on Jeffrey and his guests. And Dean feels really bad about Jeffrey. It's like, oh, he's even got a state-assigned dad. Like, oh, damn. So, either way, Sam's going to go find Marjorie and make sure she don't get murdered next while Dean kicks it with Jeffrey to see if the demon shows up. That's where we leave off. So Sam goes to the library. And, and who's at the well, library with him? Well, and, sorry, but it's such a, the library, it's such a, like, library. Like, it's so, like, it's such a classic, like, public library. And it just kind of felt me mm -hmm. with, like, nostalgia. That was well done. Sorry, I go. Good one. But um, Lucifer's like just with him. Like, and now it's like not even like a sometimes. Like, Lucifer's just fucking there, like hanging out with Sam at the library. And, um, anyways, and, and Lucifer even said they see Marjorie's the librarian there. And Lucifer just keeps trying to talk to Sam, trying to goad him into it. And it's just basically said it's been months, apparently. So now we know it has been months. Sam has successfully, quote, ignored, quote, unquote, Lucifer for months. And which is important. while he's like trying to stalk Marjorie, while Sam is, Lucifer is doing this, but like basically this back and forth thing. So like he's blocking Sam's view. Which becomes the, then this very interesting idea about like mind perception if this is not in Sam's brain, right? If it is right. in Sam's brain and not real, then his like part of his vision is literally getting Boy. blocked off. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. It's so weird. And like they're making, uh, Sam's making not a big deal about this at all. Yeah. It's no, just, he's pretty chill about it. He's just, just fine. And so we cut from there back to Jeffrey and Dean. Yeah. And Jeffrey uh, details all of the injuries that he had stained at Dean's hands, including three smashed fingers, five teeth out, a broken wrist, nose and cheekbone and collarbone and 160 stitches. Damn. Yeah. They said that the doctor said that he looked like he was caught in the Spanish Inquisition. But nobody expected a, it. Nobody expected it. But uh, he, uh, but also, I thought that was an interesting choice of of words because he was tortured. Mm. Oh, ooh. ooh! Then we even get some more interesting choice of words because he says that he had trouble processing and he started to drink and drift. And then I just went to Tokyo Drift and just pictured <laughs> like, no, you shouldn't drink and drift. Like that's a bad idea. Don't, Don't do, that. do that. It's hard. But basically, he had a mental break, lost his job, and then he tried to start talking about what happened to him. And then they thought it was, he's like, oh, so you went from the drunk take, so Dean knows, drunk take to the psych, uh, to a psyche valve to a 72 hour hold, and, and then uh, a long term, longer stay at the institution of your choice. And he's like, yeah, basically. That's fucked up that Dean knows that. <laughs> yes! Like, that's he all the reason they need a fucking like, like, oh, a support yeah. group. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I know how this works. Okay, fine. For it to go to the drunk tank. Then you get a 72 hour hold. Then they put, <gasps> so you've oh, heard this shit. too many times y'all yeah. nobody's come up with a support system for these guys like what the fuck 
Because uh, think about like how many like demon salmon oh, demon exercise versus was, like I was thinking that Dean was implying like hunters, but you're right. If Dean's implying this is all the people, they that's fucked up. All the people and, and hunters too, but this is all the people they've exercised or have been exposed to what they've done. And then like think Sam and Dean are not the only hunters, and so there's other ones on top of all the people they've exercised. So there's all these people that are like extremely traumatized with zero support system, and if they talk about what happened to them, they get everybody thinks they're bad shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! This is that's dark. This is so dark. This <laughs> is very upsetting. But wait, this episode gets but darker. Wait, but wait, there's so, more. Yeah. Always. So <laughs> I just saw uh, my next note. It says Jeff, and it reads so weird. Jeff tells Dean the demon had a special place where he kept things. Yeah. Dirty. Dirty. <laughs> Yeah, we're just so trying we're to make go it to through. We're just trying to make it through. Nest, where he nested, and he didn't want to tell them before because he didn't want to go there. But now he knows he has to. What? Um. Okay. Mm. This one just all sounds like a red flag to me. But I do have hindsight. But either way, I would think Dean should be like, "What? Like, why is this okay?" This all seems weird. Like, yeah. what other? Tests? So now I'm what starting they, to wonder. Like, I don't know. So at this point, I start to wonder. I'm like, man, maybe the demon's in him and like playing it off, or something's going on. Yeah, maybe like maybe they like they they didn't do the right test or something, right? And so then we cut back to something that's even more upsetting. So we go back to my precious library, which is being defiled. <sighs> yeah, because Lucifer gets tired of reading about the annual rainfall in uh, what is it, Hackberry, Texas, and decides to which is a real place, by the way. But Hackberry is also the thing that you just name all the plants here. It's like whenever, like, do you know that? So like whenever like I was a kid and like there was a plant, I'd be like, "What is that?" My dad be like, "That's a Hackberry." So every plant, I just think I don't. It's a Hackberry. A, every plant's a Hackberry. I don't know if other dads did that or just no. mine, but whatever. So Hackberry, Texas is real, and a Hackberry yeah. plant may not be. I think it's a real plant. It is a real, it's it's a real plant. plants. It has a lot. <laughs> it's just not all the plants. It's, it's not all the plants. It has. It does have like like thorns in it, yeah, and it's thorns, very uh -huh. like it's painful. I know that. Well, uh, not Luc as painful Lucifer. as what Lucifer just Lord, right? Lucifer, I guess, is bored of Sam not acknowledging him. So he starts making the, or he gives all of a sudden all of the people in the library that, that are sitting at tables start beating their faces into the desk until they're bloodied over and over again. It is fucking distressing. It is distressing. distressing. And Sam is just like the Oscar of the year should go to Sam for just like he's like at the best poker face. Like he's just not like reacting. Not to, reacting. Like, mm -hmm. But that just means how much fucked up shit has Lucifer been doing and showing him. That he's just like, no, he, no, no, presses, no, no, no. he presses his hand and it just stops and everybody's fine and back to normal. It wasn't even, ha it wasn't real. <gasps> how is Sam operating at all? Mm-mm. I don't like it. Mm -mm. I I, I so... really I really hate this for Sam, and I hate it for me having to watch Sam go through this. So Sam does see somebody hot following Marjorie. Yeah, so he's watching that while Dean and Jeffrey have pulled up to an industrial site because, of course, they have. Well, and, and there's it's no also cell it's just signal. like it's like a fence or something, but because mm -hmm. you can't really tell what it is, and there's no well, cell really, signal. A lot of there's a lot of graffiti, but yeah. yeah. Which makes me think, so 
Dean, you waited until after you left to call Sam to tell him where you were going. Like yeah. you're going to this random place with the crazy with the guy who like even yeah. though like he oh, you saved so him, he still just he he was in a halfway house. He's not well. He's not well. Like still. I'm sorry. Like I love all you, but if you were in a halfway house, I'm gonna call somebody and tell them that I'm going with you to places. Because what if you got in a wreck or somebody had a you know a mental break? You know, there's all or kinds it of was a Tuesday. That too. Because nothing ever happens in your life, Dean Winchester. So <sighs> the the puppy is gonna stay in the car. Aww. Hmm. Or is it? Uh, well, Dean's worried about it peeing in the seats. And the puppy look is looking cute. It's looking cute. cute. And back oh, in the library, what? Sam sneaks sneaks up on our librarian. And the uh, I, you said the hot guy. I called him a creeper. <clears throat> sneaks up on her. I did and they are, Marjorie. I just do. And they are making out. So he's yes! not there. He so he is not there to kill Marjorie. He is there to get it on. They are getting it on, getting on in, in the stacks, stacks, which as we all know is one of my major fantasies. Probably the whole reason. Oh my god! I went by the building where I got my master's degree in library science from last week when I was in New York. I just happened to uh -huh. be in that area. And I went past it, and this is I knew student loans were about to kick in, and I was just like, was like, you were so expensive! Why are you so expensive? But, and I never got to fuck somebody in the stacks. Like, I feel like that should come with the amount of money that I owe for having a library degree. I should yeah, get I to have sex a, a, with a somebody fuck, a fuck in, pass the in the stacks. <laughs> that should be part uh, of that degree. I think it should be. Here's your degree, and here's your one pass for... <laughs> It's your time to do it in the stacks. Anyway, so Marjorie, you're my hero. Well, we've got good old Jeffrey playing a good little innocent role here. Like, oh, well, he always made me blindfold. Or I couldn't, he was in control. The Dean was in control, so I couldn't see. But I can, like, feel my way through. So Dean, like, lead me. You know, there should be a door at the hall, end of the hall. And they go in. There's sigils all over the window in this big industrial room. And Dean's like, oh, my God, Jeffrey, something's bad here. You better stay still while I go investigate this guy tied up to this chair. Oh, shit. I'm going to go help the guy tied up to the chair. And the guy's panicking as Dean leans over him because somebody's behind Dean and about to shove a syringe in his neck. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Then we cut to some fat shaming from Lucifer who says that the hot guy he really isn't that hot he's just i i appreciate his look i i feel like marjorie yes decent looking guy leather jacket you fucking with the stocks yes i i have been you i get it yeah. but lucifer says that the guy is the boring sort of chubby chaser and she's not even remotely chubby chubby i hate you hollywood oh. and but just like the oh. fact that like i was hopefully some point, i thought i heard that and i just like blew it off and did not want to re-listen because i was like she's that doesn't even, i was like it doesn't even make sense it so doesn't i went and checked the transcript so i was like that yeah he gross. did um it's just gross but I think it just grosses me out because I just know somewhere there was this casting aside where they're like casting side where they're like we need a you know a a chubby girl and they're like this normal sized woman okay fine. <sighs> yeah. uh, so Sam is getting Dean's voicemail, which again just drives me insane. 
Which I do like one of his mess. His first messages is leave your name, number, and nightmare at the tone. I was like, damn. Okay. I appreciated that one. That's also but yeah, what this sex is- call was. <laughs> so either way, there we now know that neither of Sam's of Dean's phones are ringing. So as Lucifer points out, that's not good. This is bad. Also, BTW, you're missing something in the coroner's report. So now he's pointing out a clue, which is weird. So is he reading the files with Sam or is he absorbing it through Sam's brain because Sam's reading them? It's so confusing. Is it just Sam's conscious, subconscious? Yeah. So I mean, that is my interpretation. The only way that makes me not like stab myself in the eye is that it's Sam's subconscious is rejecting itself as Lucifer. So it's just kind of like, you know, you can. But it can't just be trapped in his brain. Anyways, I don't know. So basically they figure out though that, oh, there's traces of heavy tranquilizers in these newest victims blood. Huh? Weird. Demons don't need those. Oh, what does that mean? That means that somebody else is the bad guy. It's a human. (gasps) No. So Sam goes to Jeffrey's room at the halfway house and searches it. Finds a cell phone before, scrambler. Before, that, before something that seems like a throwaway, we will later learn it is not. Sam acknowledges Lucifer and so Oh, tells you're right, him, you're right, you're right. He tells him to shut up. Because he's just he like, does. blah, 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 blah. And Sam just says, we just go shut up. And then walks off. And we just, It does seem like a throwaway, you're right. It seems like you're a right. throwaway, but then we're going to kind of figure out, oh, maybe that wasn't. It was not a throwaway. He broke the seal. No, he has to pee. That's just like- <laughs> so. Lucifer is in the room while he's searching, and now like he, Sam and him are engaging. Like Lucifer's talking, he's like, "Oh, those are illegal!" <laughs> like the cell phone scrambler, and then then they go find a box under a drawer, and it's got a paper with like spells, and it looks just like the ones that Nora had in the exact same writing and paper and everything. And it's to summon a well, demon. And Lucifer and is the one who points out that the handwriting is like Nora's. Like, so this is yeah. they're full on having a conversation, right? And it's like, oh, right, it's our bitchin' Wiccan. Yeah. So now they've got to go see Nora, and so Sam breaks into Nora's place, and Lucifer's kicking it at the desk, watching as Nora whacks Sam on the back of the head. So, so why does why wouldn't Lucifer warn Sam about? She's coming at you with a firing pan. I don't know. So that's the whole, again, is worse than time travel. So but we're going to find out some interesting information from our Forbidden mm-hmm. Wiccan, Nora. Yeah. Because basically she's hysterical. So it's all happening the way that he said, and they can't stop it. And Lucifer's like, tells... Stop. And Lucifer tells Sam to hit her just just to shake her up. And Sam's like, no, I'm not going to do that. But he does threaten her. And she tells Sam that, quote, he has my son. And she's Sam's like, but why would you bring back a demon? And she's like, not a demon. It's Jeffrey. You moron. You moron. It's not a demon. It's fucking Jeffrey. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Jeffrey's super fucked up from being possessed is what I wrote. Oh, but I was... It's even you, worse! Even, it's even it's, worse! It's even fucking worse. 
So we cut to learn that Jeffrey just loved being possessed. Yeah. So back at the industrial site, Dean's chained to this chair. The other guys, like, the, so Nora's son, who never gets a name, by the way, is chained to the other chair. And he's kind of like, um, he's unconscious, his ear's missing. And Dean's going to want to... Here's missing. You forgot about that. Yeah. I didn't even notice that part here, which makes sense later. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, and we get Dean. Finally, Jeffrey's like, mm, yeah, no one asked you to get involved to save me or to save anybody. I liked being possessed. Oh, shit. And the demon so, was the love of his life, which is fucking pathetic because he's a goddamn serial killer. And this is where we learn that Jeffrey, we start learning how much of a pathetic piece of shit Jeffrey is. Yeah, because he wanted to be a serial killer, but he was too much of a bitch to do anything. He just wanted to be upset at the world and think about killing people. But then the demon came and possessed him and basically gave him the empowered him to go be a murderer. <sighs> So we also learned that the list, duh, was not the demons because demons aren't nope. into serial killer shit because they're not little bitches. So, no. but I don't even get it. So like he says the women had steam, basically like steam whistle brains, right? So what does that Which, even mean? I, th I think he's just that crazy. I don't think he means anything. I think it means nonsense. I thought about it too. And I was like, I don't even know what this is. No. <sighs> It's like his insecure. He was projecting his own insecurities onto these women as they walked by and like said that it made like they like he could hear their brains making a noise. Fuck Motherfucker, it. that bitch didn't even notice you. So she didn't, even, she didn't even see you to react, bra. Uh, anyway, actually, like and like here's like uh, now like it's like uh, but I'm like earlier on I'm like oh he's a handsome guy. Nope, nobody wants to fuck That's with whiny ass, ass goddamn now, ass. So sorry, I said ass a lot. So, all right. So we've got we go back to Nora's. Yeah, yeah. So we get this whole back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Nora's telling Sam, like, look, I kept tabs on him. I sent him on Jeffrey. I sent him care packages, and then he came here and told me he wanted to summon the demon back. And she's like, mm, No, you need to go get some more help. And then in response, he kidnapped her son from his dorm oh so she gave him the ritual and the sigils that he wanted and then then uh because uh, the ritual didn't work uh he uh jeffrey sent um her son's ear to her you fucking psychopath so but yeah. also the ear is very good i thought the ear was very well done it was and Sam's like, that demon's locked down because it gave up secrets. They're not going to let it out. It's like like way locked up in hell. Duh. She's like, yeah, but I found a spell that will work. And um, also, BT-Dub, the only reason that like Dean's with him right now is because I sent him there. Because I sent y'all after him. It's a trap. Oopsies. It's a trap. And so the bodies <sighs> were a trap for Sam and Dean because the summoning mm -hmm. spell requires the blood of the exorcist who banished him. So it's time for us to talk about some exorcisms, because I have to talk about something else less Damn upsetting. It. I'm talking something less upsetting than Jeffrey. We're going to talk about exorcisms. Let's <laughs> say I'm like, okay, it's pretty. We're in a weird spot when exorcisms are less upsetting, but I think exorcisms are kind of fascinating. So let's so, go. This is lore. So. I'm not sure we have really talked about the dogmatic practice of exorcisms in the Catholic Church. We kind of have, but it was different, I promise, sort of. 
First off, did you know that according, like, according to the Dublin Catholic, Dublin Catholic community, sorry, there's a word I'm missing. That's why it started me off. The Dublin Catholic Church's communications office that the Catholic Church requires every diocese to have a trained exorcist. Hmm. Like, so there has to be. Some, I thought. I thought some. I thought they had moved away from that, but that's interesting. No, they haven't. That right. This is why it's interesting. So, in 2022, there were about 150 trained priests in the United States who were trained to perform them, and thankfully for us, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops wanted to make sure that some of the misconceptions about exorcisms and they, that the people have in general public. So they made frequently asked questions about exorcism. So thank you, the conference. Thank you for having a communications department. Yeah, thank you for having a communications department and doing an FAQ just so we can get some things covered. There is also an international association of exorcists and they have an annual conference and it, it happens this week. And I was trying to find some of the archive publications about them and I haven't gotten there yet. I will without being, I will find them without doing illegal things. I, I promise. So, okay. So, so some of the, the according, and this is, again, this is going to be exorcisms from the view of the Catholic church, not because we can talk about them in a lot of other ways, but we're right. focusing just on the Catholics. Okay. And so according to them, so how, what would you define an exorcism as? If I said, Diana, what is an exorcism? Uh, an exorcism is when a, a religious person or not, I guess, but I'd say I go by Catholic background. So when I, when a priest uses their religious tools of prayer and other things to expel a demon from a possessed person, sort of, but the Catholic church makes it a lot more vaguer than that. They say that an exorcism is a specific form of prayer that the church uses against the power of the devil. So those are some very specific but vague words, right? Because you're going to see where they, some things get thrown into an exorcism that you wouldn't think they were. So exorcisms are divided into two kinds. There are simple or minor forms of exorcisms, and those can be found in two places. First, for those for preparing for baptism, the right of Christian initiation of adults and the right of baptism for children, both call for minor exorcisms. So my interpretation, because I didn't have time to follow that rabbit hole, is that maybe, you know, when you're getting baptized and if you're a godparent or, if you know, I guess if you're an adult. So if you're a godparent, they ask you, do you like abjure Satan and all of his works, right? right? I think so maybe, is that a mini exorcism? I think maybe that's a minor exorcism, right? Because you're going against the power of Satan, right? Or they say, right. like, I protect this child against Satan. So maybe that's how that works, right? Huh. And so there are also just like a series of prayers that can be used by the faithful for do this. The minister of a minor exorcism is the designated authorized minister of the sacrament or blessing being celebrated. And so that can be done by the clergy or by the lay faithful, right? So these are minor things 
that are only for like mini satans mini satans minor or minor satans the second kind is the solemn or the major exorcism which is a again this is according this is all straight from their shit right so this is a rite that can only be performed by a bishop or by a priest with the special and express permission of a local ordinary and this is under code of canon law this form is directed at the expulsion of demons or to the liberation of a person from demonic possession. So that would right. fall under what you were saying as a definition, right? So this is the, the major form is really we're, we're working either to expel a demon from a person, a place, or a thing. Yeah. And one of their FAQs, may anyone receive a major exorcism? The following are able to receive the specialized blessing if it is determined necessary. One, Catholics. Two, catechumens. Three, non-Catholic Christians who request it. And four, non-Christian believers, provided they have the proper disposition, meaning they are sincere in their desire to be free of demonic influences. In cases involving a non-Catholic, the matter should be brought to the attention of the diocese diocesan bishop hmm. so i believe that i read that as anybody yeah because i think you cover all your bases we were like yeah you and those who aren't you yeah all the people all the people okay so the, how frequently is a major exorcism performed? Quote, the frequency of exorcisms of this sort is determined by the credible need for the right. That is why establishing a diocesan protocol is important. Through the centuries, the church has moved cautiously when evaluating alleged cases of demonic possession. The reason for this is not to deny access to members of the faithful who are in genuine need. However, the church is equally concerned that individuals not get caught up in a sensationalist mentality and thus create a sideshow affair. Although rare, genuine cases of demonic possession should be addressed in a balanced manner with the utmost care being intended to the afflicted person. Damn. They didn't answer that, but they basically said, we're not making this fucking sideshow. They lawyered the shit out of that as somebody who writes, because I also, as I go through this, I realize this is also a, almost a crisis management plan and a yeah. crisis communications plan, which I do pretty much for a living. So yeah. part of it is like, I get what you're saying here. I'm like, okay, like this is what, but also like, we need protocol. Y'all can't decide stuff. Like we need to have rules and regulations because Peggy fucked it up. Like someone fucked this up. This is why we have rules and rules. Why we have a protocol. <sighs> so how does a priest become an exorcist? So a priest may be appointed to the office of exorcist, either on a stable basis or for a particular occasion at octum by the bishop. And I'm going to stop trying to say the word diocesan, diocesan, whatever. So diocesan, 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 yeah. I don't know why I've, I've lost the ability to say that word, probably Satan. So either way that the exorcist should work closely with under the, if they're not a bishop, you've got to work with the bishop. Right. So I think they're saying like, you can be like an exorcist all the time, or you can be an exorcist like when need be, like you can get appointed, but 
The next question is how are exorcists trained and prepared for this ministry? Classically, the exorcist has trained for the specialized ministry through an apprenticeship model working under the direction of an experienced exorcist. Additionally, in recent years, several programs have been established to foster the training of exorcists. And you know I'm going to get my hand on that fucking program. Oh. I, I will I will have all of it. I want to see I want to oh. see the training for this. You know it's good. So what, if any, rights in this text may be formed by the lay faithful, for those of you who don't know. So a lay faithful is if you're not a priest, right? So right. just like if I was a, a standard Catholic, right? A practicing active Catholic. A practicing African. In good standing. A, yeah. I don't know if you had to be in good standing. You didn't say that. With a church? I thought you did. To oh, be a lay yeah. faithful. I don't know. Like, yeah. who says? So as as they said as mentioned pre previously the right of major exorcism is to be administered only by an authorized priest or bishop if right. it is deemed useful members of the lay faithful may be present for the right supporting the work of the exorcist by their prayers either recited privately or as instructed in the right so you can have like your own like special part that you say but there's only yeah. parts that only like priestesses can not priest, but priestesses, but priests. Yeah. So not priestesses. No, no, unfortunately, not. I don't know, maybe the future, but not right now. No priestesses. So when, but speaking of the the, the female variety, it is is noted that when an afflicted member of the faithful is female, there should be at least one other female present for the sake of propriety and discretion. At no time should the exorcist be alone with an afflicted member of the faithful, neither during consultation nor for the celebration of the right. I am not sure for whose safety they said that for, but. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, there was some like, oh, I'm so possessed, Miss Father, you know, <laughs> the demon. Yeah, and, and priests have never done anything bad when left alone. Oh no, I'm people. saying that's the, but that's the easy that's the easy I, one because I, I, I know I they've done terrible things. There's, that's why I was like, things. you got the other side. There's too. many ways there. There's many ways. We all know about you know the sluttily possessed girl. So, what <laughs> ritual symbols are used in exorcisms, and what do they symbolize? So, in addition to the use of the psalms and gospel readings and the recitation of the exorcistic prayers, a series of sacred symbols is utilized in the rite of major exorcism. To begin, water is blessed and sprinkled, recalling the centrality of the new life the afflicted person received in baptism and the ultimate defeat of the devil through the salvific work. Salvific? Is that the okay, sure. work of Jesus Christ? The imposition of hands, as well as breathing on the person's face, ex, it's called, there's a word, exsufflation, E-X-S-U-F-F-L-A-T-I-O-N, exsufflation no. by the exorcist reaffirms the power of the Holy Spirit at work in the person as a result of their baptism, confirming him or her as a temple of God. And then finally, the Lord's cross is shown to the afflicted person and the sign of the cross is made over him or her, demonstrating the power of Christ over the devil. So basically, you get water thrown on you and somebody breathes in your face and they slap, they put their hands on you and then you get shown a cross and then they make a cross over you. I don't, I've met a lot of priests that have been had good breath. I'm just saying. Okay, so how may an exorcist uh, oh. ensure that an exorcism is not perceived as a magical or superstitious activity? Ooh. 
The exorcist himself can serve as a catechist in this matter by the way he faithfully administer the rites as provided by the church in her wisdom. Fundamentally, the rites of exorcism exorcism are just one way the church tends to the pastoral care of souls, even souls that are not of her flock. However, the more obscurely and mysteriously the rite is portrayed, the more magical and superstition the perceptions become. Given the superabundance of confusing and inaccurate information available in the public arena surrounding this particular topic, the manner in which this reverse rite is announced provides for a teachable moment to believers and non-believers alike. And I'm going to say, I am sorry, you are chanting things or wearing a special outfit and drawing symbols. How the fuck is that not a spell? But basically they're saying, if you get too flashy doing this, it's gonna look magical. So you need to like... Keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it, down, it straight, bro. Jesus-y. Keep it, like, don't, like... Keep, don't, no flourishes. Like, keep the power of Christ compels you at, like, inside voice. Try it in English, not Latin. <laughs> yeah. So that was a Catholic bishop site. And to, to wrap, we have one more slight, slight divergence before we get back to our... the ep- No, I just... Maybe I just didn't want to get back to the episode. So I was like, no, I'm just going to do one more thing. All right, so aside from the Catholic bishop site, I went down the rabbit hole that is the St. Michael Center for Spiritual Renewal, a nonprofit Catholic organization that, quote, prays of people who are spiritually suffering and in need of healing and deliverance. They have workshops and train, train the clergy and the laity. They train people to be exorcists. So remember the programs that people were talking about and things? Mm-hmm. So this is one of them. There is a strong note on their page because this is note. The St. Michael Center for Spiritual Renewal carries out its ministries with the approval of the Archbishop of Washington. Oh, the deliverance prayers used, including both imprecatory and deprecatory prayers and shared among those who make use of its services, do not involve the administration of the sacraments nor do they include constitutive blessings. They are invocations of the grace of the Holy Spirit to deliver individuals, families, and communities from the influence and power of evil, and therefore may be used by individuals or shared and prayed collectively using the means of electronic communication. This statement is not an endorsement of any particular prayers that may be shared by the centers. Weird. The attorneys wrote that too. The attorneys of the, the the Archbishop of Washington did write that. So, but this is basically CatholicExorcism.org. And on this, you can find many helpful resources that include the following. Checklist of prayers for deliverance of exorcism, exorcism session. Infestation of an object instructions for priests. Guidelines for deliverance session of place some general rules for discernment of place. For sake of time, we're only going to talk about two of these. I am saving infestation of an object instruction for priests for next week. And because it actually does, we'll be a reason for it. It's very exciting. So we're going to start with the last one and then go back to the first. So the back one, which is general rules for discernment of a place, a.k.a. is this shit real? Have you been possessed by Satan? Okay, number one. First, try and eliminate first and foremost all natural explanations to the paranormal occurrences in the place. 
Two, individual more than interview more than one witness to gain a more objective view of the occurrences. Also, two or more witnesses to the paranormal manifestations give more reliability that what is occurring is not something merely psychological. Three, answer the following questions. A positive answer to these questions would give greater credibility that one is dealing with an infestation and will also help in determining how to proceed. Did any occult spiritualist pay? Sorry, not spiritualist, spiritist. Did any occult spiritist pagan activity occur within the vicinity recently? Examples are feng shui, witchcraft, sorcery, spell casting, spirit questing, seance, or bloodletting. Did a tragedy feng like shui? <laughs> feng shui? B. Did like, a tragedy? Yeah, yeah. No feng shui. Did someone? Did someone move? A, did someone move a chair? B, did a tragedy like death or murder occur recently within the vicinity? C, did someone arrive just in the place? If yes, check whether he was involved in occult, animist, spiritist activities. Was there anything new added to the place? Like an antique beer, an old painting, a good luck figurine, new age crystals and stones, a pagan god statue. They could have evil spirits attached to them. Uh, was there a tampering or vitamin place? Were there any like rapes that occurred there? Did any sinful activity occur there? Have the pres that includes drug sessions and homosexual encounters. Have the residents quarreled or had a misunderstanding with someone who had, had access to witchcraft or sorcery? Access to witchcraft or sorcery. It would also be good to check the history of the place. What was the place before the dwelling was constructed? A mass graveyard during the war? A place which was fostered and known to be infested with elementals? A positive answer to these questions would give greater credibility that one is dealing with an infestation. If it has been discovered that the infestation is connected with the person living in the house or place, he must be addressed first. It has happened that when evil spirits attached to a person has been expelled, all activity in the, in the place also ended. After the interview, make a plan of action for the president's residents. So this is better than what Dean Winchester was doing. They are making a plan of action for the people who like are being that. possessed. That's good. That's good. So, okay. So Winchester's take notes. Maybe not. So your plan of action should, should include, if present, all ongoing sinful occult animus activities must be stopped. If present, all occult and infested objects like Ouija boards, amulets, tal talismans, good luck figurines, and pagan god statues must be disposed of. The person residing in the place, if they have taken any part in these sinful occult animus activities, must confess them to a priest and also renounce them three times in front of the Blessed Sacrament if they are occultist animus in nature. Nothing like witchcraft here at all. The persons residing in the place must repair and protect themselves spiritually before the deliverance of the place. Masses offer for their protection and for the liberation of the place. Confession of all to be in the state of grace and therefore protected. Daily communal family rosary to seek the interse intercession and protection of Mary. Mary and consecration of the entire family. Wearing personal sacramentals like the St. Benedict's medal and wearing the scapular. And for each person, using holy water on oneself before going to bed and placing exercise salt around the perimeters of the bedrooms. Yes, we have our salt. We have our salt. It is here. This could very easily have been on a checklist that you hand out at the end, Winchesters. Okay. Yeah. So the inhabitants also prepare the following for the scheduled deliverance blessing. Water. 
rock salt, and candles for the blessing. They may add a number of religious statues, medals, pictures, and crucifix to be blessed during this session and place around the place after deliverance and blessing. This is at the end of these instructions, which is why you should read them through to the end. So, yeah. okay, and I said there's me too. So there's a second one. So back to the first checklist of prayers for a deliverance session or a solemn exorcism where I read these prayers can be found in the app Catholic Exorcism. So yes, yes, there is an app for that, which of course I fucking downloaded. Yes, China, I get on there. I went through a bunch of stuff. I can tell you where things are hosted. I have not hacked into this app, I, I swear. So um, on the front of the app, you basically go in, there's a whole a picture of like St. Michael. It's a St. Michael Center for Spiritual Renewal. You can check on prayers, resources, favorites, learn more or contact. If you go to the prayers page, you can go to prayers for priest exorcists, deliverance prayers to be used by any priest, prayers for those assisting priests in exorcisms and deliverance praying, blessings used by priests, deliverance prayer, prayers to laity, and deliverance prayers for deacons. So scrolling through those, this is like, what are some of the prayers that I can find in here? The first right. one, you know, one of them is the worst spa treatment ever, which is deep scrub with the precious blood and the fire of the Holy Spirit. Huh? Yeah, I'm just, I don't understand that one. So you could also have, uh, there are some Druid renunciations. So they do caveat the Druidism is not an organized religion, but rather a collection of people who have generic beliefs about the supernatural world. As such, these renunciations are based on those generic beliefs. Damn. So what do they specify? They're very specific that you have a prayer you can say to renounce your Druidism. There is a prayer for one who has eaten something defiling. So uh, within it, the, basically, they want God to grant remission to thy servant who has tasted and eaten filthy meat or impure food or taken anything from idols and which was bonded to unclean spirits, which thou hast forbidden to be eaten in thy holy law and forgiven him who has partaken of such involuntarily. So if you accidentally eat some unclean meat, you have a, you have, there's a prayer for that. Uh, one I thought we might enjoy was a prayer for decommissioning tattoos. And so um, within it, they can invoke the keys of St. Peter and decommission the tattoo and break and sever each and every connection between that tattoo and the evil one and his associates. You can exercise this image and the ink used to make this tattoo and each server and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, damn it. There was one in here I forgot that I didn't, didn't clean, put in, but there is one for the technology that is used within the exorcism and it includes all the servers and the firewalls like literally like go you can go through there um but to give you some more ideas about the people who put this app together i would say don't forget to check out their blog where you could read things like exorcist diary number 262 the dark fruits of witchcraft and exorcism diary number 255 ouch cut by demons <sighs> which i would like to put against ouch my titty so that is the practical knowledge of huh. exorcisms. Of exorcisms according to those sites. And I will say that the first ones, those are heavily, heavily, heavily churched. Um the the app, 
I still like I was doing some back ass like hand flips trying to figure out who actually owns that app in the St. Michael's Center. Like they yeah. are like I can't tell if priests actually use it because there are priests on the St. Michael's Center, right? There's monsignors right. who are running it. There's monsignors who are clearly doing exorcisms off that page. However, I don't know if that's like if I was a priest, like those that's a training they would go to. You follow? I got you. Yeah, like he's like, okay, like there's canon law, which is like most of the exorcisms follow the canon law. And those are different from the things that are on that app. And they said that though, right? They said this isn't sacramental, yes. this is different. Uh interesting. I don't know, it's fucking fascinating. I like that the rating for the Catholic exorcism um app is twelve year plus years old. In case you wanted to know. <laughs> I'm glad that you recommended went to... age requirement. <clears throat> yeah, no, so. it's not tracking data on you if that if that helps. Sure. Sure. I mean, can I do uh, the, can I do the exorcism to get to get <laughs> just stop tracking my data? Oh my gosh. Maybe. Okay. Oh. Do we have to damn it? I don't want to. It's the scene we don't want to do. So <laughs> I'm gonna do it like we're gonna skip past a little bit. We're gonna go Jeffrey has a bowl of blood of Dean's blood that he's dripping out of Dean's oh, arms. Oh, oh, the wait, blood before, of the exorcist. Before, one thing though, uh Sam wants her to use Jeffrey the ear of her kid to do a tracking, oh, a tracking spell. spell. And yeah. In Lucifer can be prouder, and neither could I, because he was just like use Bavarian, use Egyptian. I want to say that I point out because they're starting to use like we're starting to see Winchester's use magic more and more. I just want to point that out, right? Sam's okay. like, yeah. "Hey, let's use this and do a tracking spell," which is like you think about it, that's kind of like they haven't really done this before. Like suggested someone use a spell, yeah, yeah, like bitch, let's right. do a tracking spell. Let's find it. Okay. Sorry, move on. So we've got Dean's bowl, b blood in a bowl. Blood and bowls. Blood bowls. Back to blood bowl. And uh, he's like trying to like, now he's monologuing real hard because he knows Dean so well. Because Dean tortured innocent man to get that demon. That just was really revealing of your character. And it's so desperate to save the world. Blah, Do you blah, think blah, serial blah. killers monologue like this to their victims? I don't know. It's annoying. How awful. Anyways, and he's like talking about how how what a wreck he was, and he was suicidal. And Dean, Dean says we were all thinking is like I don't usually endorse suicide, but what stopped you? Uh, so, anyways, uh, I, I apparently Alan stopped him. Alan stopped him, and the program, right? The, like the program yeah. really helped him to focus his goals, and he learned that he was nothing without his demon. And I do think it's interesting, kind of this take on like twelve step a little bit, just kind of like. I don't know. I thought that was an, an interesting kind of side thing. Uh, so then there's a scene that happens that I fast forwarded through. Then we go to Dean. Dean, says, Dean calls him a sick son of a bitch. Yep. And then nothing happens. Um, then um, there is some dramatic summoning. Yeah, very dramatic summoning. The whole building's shaking, and then stops. And then is Jeffrey possessed? Nope. Nope. Nor his son is. No shit, you dumb fuck. Like, what the fuck were you thinking was going to happen, Jeffrey? You piece of shit. So, so he breaks out of his little chair that he's tied into and hugs Jeffrey, thanks him. They do a real awkward dance. They do a waltz, which the Supernatural Wiki pointing out that one of, like, Alistair or someone was uh, talking about dancing cheek to cheek. Um, uh, so I thought that maybe a demon thing that was here, but I don't know. 
Well, Jeffrey's upset because he wants the demon inside him. Ew! And his and the demon's just still monologuing at Jeffrey now. You know, you didn't, you didn't, you haven't, you haven't forgotten what I taught you. You built on it. You captured a Winchester, Winchester, blah 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 blah. But I'm done with you. Sorry. Ugh. And gets shoved to the ground. Jeffrey, Jeffrey gets shoved to the ground. So demon notices that Dean's trying to break away, and he's like, "Uh, wait, what are you talking? What is going on?" Like what you find this postal worker and that goes postal. This is like what you do as a demon. Like why, what is up with this Jeffrey sitch? And, um, demons like, yeah, I'm a talent scout. I got to find the next generation of superstars before they get to hell. Which, you know, like, yeah, he's a talent scout for psychos, but it's kind of interesting. If you think about demonology in general, historically demons have had, you know, like there's like this, like there's patron saints. So there's basically like demons that are like, I am the demon for this thing, right? I'm the demon for, yeah. Bar I'm the demon Barbara Fleet Street, whatever, but you know what I mean? So I think, and we kind of have seen this with some of like the, the demon with Becky, who was a crossroads demon, but then he had yeah. like movie special. So I think this idea of like demons kind of sp like having their own kinks and yeah, fetishes their job or their job, right? Like this is, this is my job is I go out and I make people more serial killery. Or it's just help people that are already going to do bad shit and help them do more bad shit. Yeah. Which is a lot of religious kind of theory about what, you know, the idea of yeah. evil is like you were going to do it anyways. I just pushed you along. <sighs> So, but Dean's like, but what about this body you're in now? Duh. And Demon's like, oh yeah, no, uh, it's not, it's, it's, I'm going to burn this meat off on the way to Vegas. Yeah. So he had, yeah. So at least Nora's son can't be a serial killer. That's nice. That's good. But then Sam's there and he clocks him and Dean escapes and Sam gets demon flinged and there's a devil's trap on the ceiling. So the demon gets trapped and, uh, Nora's very upset. Jeffrey tries to intervene. And so Dean shoots Jeffrey and that's the end of Jeffrey. It's kind of anticlimactic actually, like in a, yeah, Jeffrey's unsatisfying. It's kind of like, that's all you get. Jeffrey is I shoot you, but Nora gets some like bitch and wicked bad bitch energy and like exercise of the shit mm -hmm. out of his demon. And like, it's her kid free. So good for you, Nora. And he'll never have his ear again. We can put it back on. Well, I like, know Sam destroyed it in the tracking spell. Sorry, you can get a new fake ear. It can be like a bionic ear that I'm sure is like a smart ear now. And like you're going to get all sorts of like special things for your new ear. Whatever Nora's kid's name is. Sorry, you didn't get a name. They never had a name. You never they get a name. Because the demon cock smoked out, you live, whatever. And we get back to the hotel. And this is where we Gross learn. motel. This is where we learn that the bedspread is not great. <laughs> no, it's ugly. Because if you weren't disappointed <laughs> enough, now we learn the bedspread sucks. Yes. And they're just talking about how Jeffrey was pretending to be a victim and all this stuff. And, you know, Dean's just, you know, talking about, oh, a psychopath acting normal, you know, like not like, like he's not crazy. And you can kind of see like Sam hesitate because Sam's been faking that he hasn't been hallucinating for a while. <laughs> I tried. It didn't work. Uh, so there we go. And uh, now Lucifer wants to talk to Sam and when Dean goes to sleep and Sam's press, pressing on his hand, but it doesn't work anymore because Sam talked to him. <gasps> you let him in, you let him in and now you're fucking on fire. Yeah. Like you're sitting in a bed of fire. 
Yes. Which I'm like, so is it actually burning? Is it comfortable? Like, is it just like warm? I don't because that could be soothing, right? I'd be like, oh, nice and curl up in my fire. Yeah, I don't know. They're not. They don't. They're not very clear about that. But he gets. Sam gets his hell eyes. So we have something now. I'm like, he's he's in hell. I get. I don't. I like his hell eyes. Fire eyes. His fire eyes. No, I used to work for them. Uh, so, uh, God damn it, I say that loud. Okay, so uh, he gets uh, he gets hell eyes, and uh, Mark Pellegrino is a genius. So I'm inviting him on the show, but he's a genius. <sighs> uh, casting couch. Yeah, let's talk about our cast. So good old Jeffrey was played by Russell Sams, who was in, did not does not done a ton of acting. Interestingly, uh, he was in a few episodes of like CSI, Ghost Whisperer, and uh, was Harrington and Richard in the movie Rules of Attraction. Nora Havelock is played by Nicole Oliver. Interestingly, most of her acting credits are voice related. So she's been an, actually an, a voice director of several of the Lego animated cartoon series and the 2023 Strawberry Shortcake. She's done voice work on a ton of anime. Uh, and I don't follow anime closely, but I think these couple that I'm going to list sounded familiar. Uh, like Silent Mobius, Ranma, and a bunch, bunch more. Um, she's also uh, in the... 2000, 2000s version of the like the aughts of uh, He-Man and Masters of the Universe. She was Queen Marlena slash Sorceress. She's also done animation with um, Transformers, Powderpuff Girls, Z, Bratz, Barbie. Uh, on other regular television, you may have seen her on The Outer Limits, The L Word, or Arrow. Um, she had did multiple voices in that Sausage Party movie, that animated movie, which I did not watch. Uh, and then I know it's not that well, I don't know why like I know which movie like that's the Seth Rogen movie but in my head like I immediately went to Freddy Got Fingered and like Daddy would you like oh, some no. sausage but I know it's not that movie but it's yeah. not there and uh, she was been done a ton of Hallmark movies and was um, most recently Rebecca in the Nancy Drew series mm-hmm. um, Nora's son that gets possessed uh, that doesn't have a name is played by Jeffrey Ballard you may have seen him in episodes of uh, what's funny name Jeffrey. I know Smallville, L Word, Wayward Pines, Van Helsing. He uh, funny enough as a child was boy boy number one in Children of the Corn Revelation, and uh, was Billy in the two thousand three release of A Wrinkle in Time as a TV movie. Uh, Alan, our uh, our uh, our house halfway house daddy was played by Daniel Bacon. He's been in episodes of Dead Like Me, Smallville, 4400, L Word, iZombie, and Made. He was uh, played bit parts as a reporter in both the movies Miracle and Fantastic Four. It's kind of funny. Uh, and he's Ed in the movie Deck the Halls and was the bone cruncher in the BFG. And done a lot of Hallmark as well. Our library creeper was played, that's what I called him. He was not a creeper, but you know, the, your, your hot dude in the stacks was played by Christian Sloan. He's been in episodes of uh, Fringe, Smallville, Arrow, Hell on Wheels. He was a recurring character. He's been in a couple episodes of Riverdale. He was on Batwoman. Um, and uh, he was uh, a character named Jay in the movie Star Trek Beyond, the more recent one, and uh, was the... Uh, unsavory man Ooh. in 
Twilight Breaking Dawn number one. I wonder, like, I'm trying to pinpoint which one he went. I, I can't. I'm I, betting, like, when she goes to, uh, they go shopping in Seattle, wherever they go shopping. Remember when they go shopping? No, this is Breaking Dawn one, oh. though. This is way later. It is way later. Yeah, I know. That's why it's weird. So I got to think about it. But yeah. So I just thought that was good. That, so that's my casting couch this week. Very cool. So what'd you think? Fuck this episode. Okay, well, I think that's how we're going to end it. Cheers, jerk. <laughs> Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Get It production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. 